Welcome to episode 65 of the Girl About the Globe podcast. In this episode, I'm aiming to inspire you to travel the world again by sharing my own personal experience of traveling in a post-COVID world. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveler, empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Welcome to Series 5 of the Girl About the Globe podcast. I hope that you've all had a good break and I wanted to kick off this particular season with an episode that I thought might be quite relevant to people thinking about travelling at the moment. I personally have been travelling again the last couple of months and I wanted to share my own personal experience of travelling during the pandemic time and what to expect. I can only speak about my personal experience from travelling to Barcelona and Madeira, where I went to two Portuguese islands. So depending on where you are in the world, it might be very different for you travelling to different destinations. But I have seen that people are starting to travel again from our Facebook group. If you're not quite in the group, then you can join it with just look for Girls About the Globe on the Facebook groups page to join. But I also see that some people are holding back and I do understand that it is becoming very challenging to travel, to be honest. And it does take a lot more planning than doing an ordinary trip. If you're doing independent travel, which is what I generally do, then you do need to take a bit longer on planning your trip. Hopping around from place to place is becoming a little bit more difficult with COVID tests and paperwork being needed in every destination. Some countries are obviously a bit tighter than others. So I do recommend, this is what I've actually just been interviewed on a website for as well, talking about the future of travel. I was talking about slow travel, which is one of my biggest predictions for next year. And with everything that's happening, I can see that slow travel is really going to take off because it takes longer to plan and to be in a destination. It is a lot easier to stay longer in a particular destination. That also means that your dollars, euros, pounds are getting funneled into that local community more. It saves you money in the long term. If I'm traveling quite fast, it's costing me more money for accommodation and for getting around. When I'm somewhere for a little bit longer, I can then find a supermarket. I can cook my own meals. Accommodation is generally cheaper if you're booking it by the month than if you're just staying in odd few random days or nights, unless you're booking into a hostel, of course. So first things first, depending on what nationality you are and depending on what country you want to go to, for example, I'm from the UK. We now have the added complication of Brexit where you have to add the amount of days that you're in a country. We can only stay for 90 days out of 180 in Europe. So that's also another area of travel that is more challenging. But first of all, I would decide which country you want to go to. Maybe make a list of your top three countries that you want to go to. Then have a look at your foreign office website. So for example, coming from the UK, it would be gov.uk. And then I would have a look at the countries that I was going to, Spain and Portugal, Madeira specifically, to see what their entry requirements are and how easy it is to return back to the UK after being in those countries. 
At the moment, it's no longer about just the countries that you're visiting and what their expectations or requirements are. It's also what your country requires before you leave and requires when you get back. If you are vaccinated in England, you no longer need to quarantine unless you go to seven of the red countries that are on the red list. This is on the date, the 23rd of October 2021. Countries are now deemed either go or no go for Brit. Spain and Portugal are both go countries. So if you're going to Spain, for example, you would look on the FCO website and see what you need to do in regards to leaving the UK. Do you need to pre-book tests for when you come back for day two and day eight? Do you need to do any tests before you go, which generally you do? Then look at the FCO advice for Spain and find out what you need to do the other side. Do you need to quarantine, which you don't have to? Do you need to do a PCR test or an antigen test? Because there are two different tests. The PCR test is the most expensive one. You can get away with an antigen in particular countries at the time that I went to Spain, which was last month in September 2021. You had to book a PCR test and not an antigen test. And then also, do you require to fill out a passenger locator form, which you do for Spain and you also do for Madeira. Madeira is slightly different as well because they have a website called Madeira Safe that you have to log into and register with. And then you upload your details and you upload your PCR or antigen test for Madeira for up to three days before you go. And then what they do is confirm that from the Madeiran Health Authority and they send you a QR code that you then need to present at the airport when you arrive in Madeira. For Spain, I also had to do a passenger locator form and then received a QR code that I had to then show after I'd left security and I gave it to the people just before I left the airport. For both countries to re-enter the UK, I have to do a PCR test 72 hours before I fly back. That is probably one of the actions that would put people off and I can understand why because the last thing you want to do when you go on holiday is try and find a clinic where you can do a PCR test and then have to pay for your own PCR test. Madeira, there are many different clinics here in the capital, not that many around the rest of the island. There is also a clinic in the airport that I've already used because I flew between Madeira and Porto Santo and I qualified for a free test because I was going in between the two islands. So there are PCR and antigen tests at some of the airports. In Gatwick there was also one before I left but I wanted to make sure that I had my passenger locator form before and I also wanted to make sure that I was negative with my COVID test. For me, leaving the UK and getting ready to go to the airport and getting a flight and then finding out that I can't actually board that flight because I've just done a test and I'm positive, obviously isn't great. So I wanted to just have a peace of mind three days before and ensure that I have the correct paperwork to go and not be so stressed out at the airport. I personally find travelling quite stressful anyway. So to add on a test a couple of hours before you're at the airport can be a bit stressful. But there are options, for example, in Madeira Airport, where you turn up a few hours earlier, at least two to four hours earlier, they recommend. It takes an hour to receive your email and then they also print it off for you. So you can take that back to your home country. The hotels that I've been to in Madeira are extremely COVID friendly. 
So what I mean by that is that you have to wear masks when you check in. For the buffet, because I've been having half board options in a couple of the hotels for the buffets, they make sure that you hand sanitize before you walk in. One of them took my temperature and two of them also had plastic gloves that you put on when you're using the apparatus for the buffet to ensure that you're not getting any germs on any of the tongs and the apparatus. So it is very safe here and the cases are very low here. So I feel very safe. I felt very safe in Spain as well, even though the cases were were higher there. People generally seem to be taking precautions and the majority of people are vaccinated. Okay, so that's the first thing to do is have a look at the countries that you want to go to. Hopefully out of three countries that you want to go to, there could be one that's easier for you to go to. Second tip is make sure that you get insurance. Something I've noticed when I've been booking these two trips is that when I book the airlines, especially with EasyJet, they automatically ask me if I would like insurance for the duration of the flight, which covers me. So you could look at the small print for that. I did go for that on my Barcelona trip. I haven't with this one. I've actually gone with a new company called Safety Wing. The company that I used to use was called True Traveller. They only now, because of EU regulations, can cover people who are vaccinated. So if you are unvaccinated, then make sure that you do have the right policy for you because there might be some companies that don't allow you to be covered if you're not vaxxed. World Nomads do cover you if you're unvaccinated and Safety Wing are a kind of nomadic cover and they also cover you if you are unvaccinated. So this time around I've gone for Safety Wing cover. I personally don't really look for flight insurance. At the moment what I am noticing is that any flights that you book are generally free to change which normally you would have to have insurance to cover that in case something goes wrong. But I think with the COVID regulations, it's easier to book a flight and then to have to change it for free. So that is something good. And it's definitely worth looking into in regards to your flight. I would say the only reason that you really need travel insurance now, or unless you're taking things worth a lot of value to you, like your laptop and your phone or camera, would be for health reasons so if something does happen to you even before covid times you know you could break a leg or you could get in in a country and be hospitalized and it saves you having that hefty bill so travel insurance is worth it from a health perspective anyway and the e11 card no longer works for people from the uk in europe so you do really need travel insurance nowadays so that's my second tip Third tip, if you are generally like me and you do move around quite a lot and you do do multi-countries, then maybe consider staying a little bit longer just in one country, depending on how long you have. If you get a bit anxious about arranging travel, then you can just look at staying in one place because then it means one lot of paperwork before you go, one test when you get there and one lot of paperwork to return. You may also want to have a look at the destination that you're going to to see if there are any restrictions on the restaurants and bars that you're going to. For unvaccinated people, there are certain places that you might not feel comfortable going because you're only allowed in if you show your COVID passport. So definitely check that. There are countries, Madeira, for example, and Spain, where that isn't the case. 
I did bring some antigen tests with me because it did say on the website that some restaurants and hotels will ask you to do an antigen test, which you can do in front of them to ensure that you're negative before you check in. That hasn't necessarily been the case. So because I'm an experienced traveller, I just want to say that when you read the information on the FCO website, it can be very off-putting and it can be very complicated and it can make you not want to travel because you don't really know what's involved and it seems as though travel is a very big hassle and the reality of it is that maybe it's half the hassle that you read. So please don't let all the restrictions put you off because once you get over those hurdles then it's easier. You may feel more comfortable if you're normally an independent traveller. You may feel more comfortable about booking through an agency. This used to be the way that people book travel by going into tour agencies and then people switch to the internet because it's cheaper. But if you are an anxious traveller, you may feel more comfortable going through. I don't know, someone like TUI or Expedia. I have been booking a couple of hotels through lastminute.com. They do arrange packages, but I've only been arranging the hotels. But that will also help you if you're unsure about restrictions and regulations, what you need, what you don't need, because you've got somebody there to tell you exactly what you need to do. And it does save you the pressure of finding it all out for yourself, which can be like looking for a needle for a haystack through lots of different websites. It's really important to be organised. And I normally travel with a spreadsheet. There are different apps you can use. So on my spreadsheet, I also have calendar reminders of when I need to do things. So when I'm away, I have a calendar reminder at least three days before that I need to fill out the passenger locator form for returning back to the UK or to go and get the COVID test. It's easier when you arrive at your destination, if you know how long you're going to be there for, to book your COVID test for coming home if it's possible for you to book. If you're travelling like me in low season, It's not that busy anyway, so it doesn't really matter about booking. But your accommodation can help you find a clinic. There are quite a few clinics in touristy areas, so don't let that put you off trying to find a COVID test when you're away. If you're worried about flying, some of the airlines now have changed their air filter system on the aeroplane. And they say the air is a lot cleaner. You do have to wear masks at the airport. You do have to wear masks on board, except when you're eating and you're drinking. If you book into a hotel, be prepared that not all of the facilities might be working. The gym at the previous hotel that I was at wasn't open due to COVID. And also the sauna and the steam room wasn't open due to COVID. So you could even email the hotel or you could look for comments on where you're staying to see what people have put recently about what's working and what's not working. Lastly, I just want to really recommend Madeira. It's such an amazing island. It's nearly a four hour flight from the UK. I think it's nearly two hours from mainland Portugal. It's amazing. It's lush. You have black volcanic beaches except one, which is golden sand, which is sand that they imported from Morocco. It's known for hiking. There are lots of Levada walks. It's just extremely beautiful and peaceful and an amazing island. And it's exceeded my expectations. I knew nothing about Madeira apart from Madeira wine before I came. And it's just beautiful. So I really recommend coming to Madeira 
there are quite a few tourists here at the moment things are quite booked up but it is low season so uh, I do expect it to not be as booked up after this point in time but I really hope that I've encouraged you to think a bit differently about traveling and that I've put your mind at ease if you do want to travel please don't let the restrictions put you off traveling or booking a trip for 2022 everywhere that I've been is very cautious things seem to be getting back to more of a normality and yeah maybe not everything's open maybe things are a bit different when you have to go to museums they might not be open or then a number might be restricted and you might need to pre-work it just means that you just need to be a bit more organized than maybe you normally would i have been winging it and i have been quite spontaneous on this trip and it's still been okay so i really hope that i've encouraged you to get back out there and explore if you feel that that is something that you really want to do and you've just been unsure and you've been waiting to see what happens and waiting for other people to go out there and kind of report back then this is your green light to go and do it so thanks for listening and i'm so happy that you're listening to season five of the girl about the globe podcast and i'll be back next week if i have inspired you to travel then have a look at the Girl About the Globe website for our destination guides and information for planning your trip abroad. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlabouttheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.